Welcome back to Be Dream Do. It's wonderful to be here with you again. We took a couple weeks off. We went to Kauai. It was a family reunion. All nine of us, all three sons, of course, my lovely wife, Sylvia, and um, and uh, the respective wives, uh, Ilda and Autumn, and our two granddaughters, Crazy Lucia and uh, Ariana. So, little troublemakers. Little troublemakers, yeah. So, I mean, all of this is about, uh, you know, living your dream. I know that's a, an overused phrase, I guess, a bit. But at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And um, this is a recap, um, or a... Um, reflection on one of our our, our top uh, uh, guests on the show, and this is Dave Pratt. Uh, and the reason why it's so special is that uh, Dave uh, is the owner of Star Worldwide Networks. And if it were not for he and the work that he did as a DJ at uh, a fundraising event for the Boys and Girls Club, uh, we would not have started this be dream do uh, show so mm -hmm. with the great help of, of of dave and his team we were able to have um have the show create the be dream do experience although now we are uh, just doing this uh, from the home uh wanted to really share with you looking back at our uh, conversation with dave uh, the brilliance that he had. And there's some stories that, that, that really come to mind that I have to share with you. Uh, and you can check it out in more detail and listen to the entire episode if you wish. But the, it's interesting. You know, he, he you know, asked about, you know, so how did he end up really loving what you do? And he recalls as a child um, being in that uh, station wagon with, with his family and hearing the man on the radio and... Um, being curious about that person. What did that person look like? Uh, you know, what was his world like? What what thoughts were going through his mind? So you have that data point. And then he, he grew up in a small town in, um, in, in Nevada, um, Elko, Nevada, as a matter of fact, E-L-K-O, and I hope Dave appreciates I spell, my spelling of that. Um, the thing is, is that he had an opportunity to um, kind of be a um, you know working a, in a small pond um, in the sense of getting opportunities um, while still in high school uh, to uh, interview people and whatnot. So he had a little bit of a taste, got to understand how to use the headsets and microphone and whatnot. And then he comes to Phoenix. So here's yet another story that he shares. And he's 16 years old, and he's driving his car down into Phoenix. He's coming down back in those days. He had to come down through Wickenburg on Grand Avenue. And he's driving in, he sees all these lights, and he's listening to Crux AM. And they're interviewing Cher on the radio. And so he already has this love of radio, but he's going, my goodness, I've only interviewed, you know, the fire chief of Elko. Mm -hmm. And here I've, I am coming into Phoenix. I see all these lights. And oh, by the way, he said, these were just the lights of Northern Phoenix. And, uh, and then he got even more intimidated. He's got deeper into the city. So those are two, those are, those are two vignettes that he shared that I thought were truly inspirational and it gets better. So, you know, so he has this passion to get on radio and he's, you know, he gets into the right uh, classes at ASU to get his major and whatnot. And he actually tries to get into this radio program at ASU and he got feedback that he wasn't good enough and that his voice wasn't good enough and he didn't have the drive to really, you know, be successful in the radio business. But what did, what did this do? This only got Dave more fired up. So we saw this uh, ad uh, that was up on the board um, before his 7.40 class in the morning. 
And it said, you know, looking for an intern at Cupid. And of course, he hadn't wasn't really aware of Cupid, and it was really a, a known nobody knew them. It was a low at the bottom of the charts kind of a radio um, uh, network. And and uh, you know, they needed an intern, and so he he applied. But what he did is he took the notice off the board. Talk about chutzpah, right? Takes the notice off the board, and then he types up a uh, congratulatory note. Congratulations to Dave Pratt, who's been selected as an intern, um, you know, at uh, on, on Cupid radio station. And so actually he goes for the interview, and when he's going to the, you know, when they Talking, they're talking to him, and they said, "You know, we were really surprised. We thought a lot of people at ASU would be interested in this opportunity, especially we're right here in Guadalupe, that's not too far from ASU, and we only got one applicant, interestingly enough, and that was you, Dave." And Dave, of course, uh, took the opportunity. Uh, and um, but by the way, that was an internship uh, without uh, any, you know, any compensation whatsoever. So it was not a paid internship, and he they titled it research, right? And so he had to call up cold call people out of a phone book and say you know what what radio station do you like the most and why i mean that was the research that he was conducting and but also it was janitor so the other story he shares is that you know he he comes to work one day and he sees there's a notice on the uh, fence so you got to understand that uh cupid was in a trailer in guadalupe surrounded by this chain link fence right and um and so there was a lot of garbage and whatnot under the trailer, which was fire hazard. So the uh, you know the head of uh, of the fire department just wrote up a note saying, you know, you need to clean this all out because of the risk of fire. You know, so Dave took it upon himself to clean everything out. Uh, he was coming towards the end of his internship, and he wanted to really send send a message to the owner of the company that indeed he really wanted to uh, to work there. And so he did it all. He he went out of his way, obviously, to show you know, to his boss, you know, the, what he had done. And the boss was really, really impressed. Um, and uh, just stop and think about that. Again, this was without pay. He loved radio so much that he was willing to do anything and everything, even if it meant without pay. And and he also shared that he was working at a roller rink at a minimum wage so he could just pay for gas so he could go back and forth to the radio station. These are just a few of the incredible, inspiring stories that Dave shared in our interview. Sean, what did you take away? So I, I felt like, you know, his opportunity that he missed at ASU was almost like a blessing in disguise because shortly thereafter he got with KUPD. And, you know, like you said, he he was working for free. And but it, the doors were so open so much more from there. You know, he he proved himself to the point where they actually said, you know, oh, we'll definitely find you a job. And then after that, he kept pushing and he kept working and for free. And uh, he also talked about putting up the the pop ups for a Steve Martin movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then, go, yeah, going to the shows and just, you know, when people are trying to buy tickets for these shows and he's out there promoting the radio station. And um, until eventually they took him under their wing and they showed him the ropes and they showed him how to do everything. And then so he's in there. And then he said, like, once it started, it started fast and maybe a little too fast for him. But it, I mean, things were popping. So he's got his own show. And then, when, you know, from from then on, it said it, it was like the rest is history, basically, because like within a year, they were like the number one radio station, rock station, KUPD. And then like he's also been. Number one rock show with CBS Radio with Howard Stern. They did the, they was the number one country morning show of the year. And then, you know, now he's got Star Worldwide Network. So he's been in the industry a long time and he's watched it evolve. And now, you know, 
Star Worldwide Network makes more sense because of the you know cell phones and the media and the way things are in these days. But um, so just an amazing, inspiring adventure, you know, with these stories that are just I think hilarious and these moments and his life and he's and he's really opening up to us to tell these stories. Yeah. Um, but there was something also that happened in the show. I mean, in his life that is just kind of really funny. And it's um, he was a rock star. I mean, he's like a number yeah. one rock star. He was in a rock band yeah. called The Sex Machine. Yeah. And, um, you know, it kind of just happened on a whim. Yeah, his main passion is radio. And, and, and so, but he did it on a whim. He sort of, you know, because in this time, in the he talks about in the 80s, those bands took themselves so seriously. They had the, the big hair. They had the big pyrotechnics and all these things going on. And he couldn't help but sort of like laugh about how serious it was. So they, it's sort of along the same line as Spinal Tap. They created this band called Sex Machine. He was ordering, he was interviewing James Brown, and then uh, James Brown was like, he was saying, uh, you know, he can't really sing that well, but his show is amazing, so they yeah, can't, yeah. They, no one even notices. Yeah. And then he realizes like, well, he could do that, and it could be kind of fun. And at that point, I think he had a little lull in his career in, in the radio or whatever, and so. Um, they made this band and they and then uh it started as a joke and then they one song after another just blew up i think he says he's like the number one uh top selling rock rock band from arizona yeah. and um and he just did that on a whim and they they were on talk shows he you know and then casually in the interview he's like yeah so we did that for like 20 something years <laughs> and then you're like what <laughs> so i mean he's doing he he just had so much fun definitely a guy who was just a lot of curiosity you know, it goes back to that radio he's listening to, and and uh, you know, in the, in the station wagon, that voice. You know, what is it? What does it mean? Who is this guy? What is his life? And then he just kind of explored his curiosity and excitement. And the, another thing he said was about living healthy, as as being a DJ, a disc jockey. Um, you know, he, he says that there were a lot of guys in that time period that were, you know. They had the voice and they'd whisper and then he would, you know, they do this super like wear awesome. sunglasses. Yeah, right? wear the sunglasses, yeah, yeah, yeah. show up late, yeah. I don't know, smoke cigars or whatever. Yeah. And he's and they were into it for different reasons. You know, they wanted the party and the drugs and the girls and all this stuff. But he just wanted to be on the radio and he says they would burn themselves out. So I think there was a lot to learn in that also. You know, it's like um you do what you love and you'll find a, and find a way to monetize it, but also stay healthy and know you're doing things for the right reason. Yeah. And then you'll be more realistic in pursuing those dreams. So, yeah, yeah. That, that that's that's really good, Sean. Uh clearly uh Dave um is living a life uh of uh fulfillment. Mm -hmm. He truly is doing what he loves, you know. So, DJ, right? Rock star and now entrepreneur where he has a Star Worldwide Networks an outstanding studio with several several hundreds of shows um broadcast worldwide and uh you know, an outstanding living example of the Be Dream Do message. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, do what you love and love what you do. Mm -hmm.